Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says yo. Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. We are recording episode 96 tonight of the Nintendo Shack podcast. My name's Donnie. I'm rocking this show solo tonight because Caroline can't be bothered to step away from her wow machine. Okay, I'll leave. Um, okay, bye. I don't even think we're friends anymore. Um, she doesn't talk to me. She hasn't been in the Discord. She doesn't answer my texts. It's just, I, I would like to know how Brian feels because... I'm feeling um, pretty. He sits on the couch and plays Fire Emblem, and I sit on the couch and play WoW. So we're fine. Caroline, how you doing? I'm fine. I'm sorry. Uh, I warned everybody that this is the MMO. This is what happens when the MMO beast comes out. I go all in. Uh, I'm actually, as an adult, I'm a lot better than I was as a teenager or in college, where I sacrifice sleep, eating stuff like that. If I'm hungry, I'm like. I really need to go get some food because I'm about to get hangry on some people. Or I'm really tired. I should probably get offline for the night. I'm good about that. Uh, but, yeah, when I'm done with work, it's right back into it. Before we get into the show properly, I do want to thank those that produce us over there at patreon.com slash PSVG. So thank you to Callow, Barry, Josh, Chris, Dev, Kyle, Benji, Paul, and Joel. Professor Switch Voss. We appreciate all that you do and all that all of our Patreons do yep. over there to help us keep the show afloat. I have DLC in my audacity. Now, I recorded it. We didn't do local recordings. I recorded it and Jason was super loud at first, but then he lowered his mic and it's good. But Dev, because he's lowered his mic and I lowered him, I also lowered Dev too. So I'm like meticulously going through it and boosting Dev. Oh, man. So the auto levels might be a little yeah, a little off at times, fun. but I'm trying to make it. That's the reason it hasn't come out yet. I've I been see. holding on to it because I'm kind of going through it a little bit by a little bit. Caroline, would you like to give me a hard time? So the fact that I can't see the rest of your Pikachu shirt, even though I know it's a Pikachu shirt, it just makes it look a little bit weird. Oh, he's the angry. Why is he angry? Because he's getting a hard time. Oh, it's not him that I'm giving a hard time. It just looked... Uh, Looked inter- and I should give you a hard time. Why? About this wow mess. There's nothing wrong with it. There is. I'm glad that Benji likes it, but I mean, yeah. Donnie doesn't. Benji Benji joined us. He's been working a little bit, so he's not been able to... Like, the login cues are the worst part, guys. It's so, it's so bad. Luckily, I queue myself before I get done with work, so I'm able to just be in automatically. But we're talking like... There's designated streamer, all the streamers got together and they decided, let's announce that we're all going to be on the server. That was the stupidest idea because not only are they there, but now everybody that follows them are there. We're talking like Twitch partners and stuff. And the queue last night was like 20,000, which was 700 hours or 700 minutes to get in, which is like 12 and a half hours. I don't know how stupid the streamers thought they were doing that, but for us, it's like 5,000. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what any of that means. It I, takes I, a long time just to get in because it's been so popular. Have you played anything else? Yes. I played the Oninaki demo, which mm. was 
All right, so this is my thoughts on Oninaki. Stylistically, it is a combination, I'm going anime nerd now, of Naruto's character design with Bleach's story of, like, Soul Society and Shinigami and stuff like that. But it's, game-wise, a combination of Squares Bravely and Xenoblade, because you cycle between three or four different um, daemons, demons, whatever you want to call them. Blades. Yeah. Which are basically blades, you know? Mm-hmm. They fight alongside you, and they give you your uh, your weapon. So, it was a little dark. I was kind of... Oh, it's... Yeah, yeah I was kind is. of depressed while I was playing. I was like, dang. Because, like, the, the main character is not exactly the brightest, like, cheeriest guy. He's very upset and moody and... I just didn't really relate to him. I felt bad for Mayura, the girl he's with. I think her name was Mayura. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I recommend you guys definitely, uh, if you're into RPGs, I'll eventually get the game. I'm kind of disappointed that the physical didn't come to the West, but uh, yeah, I played through that. And um, it makes reviews, not reviewing so well. Yeah, but I feel like for a JRPG, it kind of fits the mold pretty well. I think it's more in the same vein as Bravely Default. It, it seemed to fall into that line more than a standard, like, Dragon Quest Eleven, which I downloaded the demo, and I haven't played that one yet. Yeah, I, I liked the demo. I thought it was gorgeous. I would like to play it, too, but not at $50. But even before reviews came out, I was always, like, not this much. Yeah. I have to yeah. brag on Brian. Brian is about to hit the time skip in Fire Emblem. He has recruited all but one person into the Black Eagle's house from the other houses. He's only missing Raphael, and he's working on him as we speak. So he may have pulled everybody that's recruitable into the Black Eagle's house. Wow, that is impressive. That's in- it's just- Boy's doing a work. Well, he's hardly leveling, but he's taking them to tea. He's giving them all, like, three gifts each a day. He's leveling up the stats that they like to have. You guys really need to play a Persona game. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will in time. Um, mm-hmm. It's just- He's he's going all in. I, I told him, I was like, I'm proud of you. Like, I would not have the patience to keep doing it. And I, like I said, he's not even at the time skip yet. So he's really been putting in the time and the effort for it. Wow. Okay, cool. Anything else? World of Warcraft. Classic. World of Warcraft. How, how long is this going to go on? Uh, until I hit 60. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, I've been playing other games. I do want to... So I, I finished Katana Zero... Sunday last mm. week. I'm trying to remember what day it is. Sorry, How long is it? Like 15, 20 hours? No, no. <laughs> it's. I, I think you can beat it. It's like eight out. I think you can beat it in like two hours. What? Oh, I don't know if that's worth fifteen. No, I think you can. Like, if you're really good, know what you're doing. I think it can be beaten that fast. Mm. I'd love to know what a speed run on it, but I think you can beat it really quickly. Right. I think I'm in it to like maybe like six hours, something like that. I think is what I'm in on it. I haven't checked. But that's where I would imagine, because I've been playing it. So I've played this game 90% handheld. I've basically been playing it on my lunch break at work. So like every day I log in and I do like 30 minutes. What's the difference and, uh, between the handheld graphics and the on the TV? Not much. It looks great in handheld. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's got that retro bit, you know, style, that pixel art stuff. It's, by the way, I mean, I know I said this, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's it's super pretty. I love not just even just the 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 style of the animations in the art, but like what they do with it, um, I think right. is even more impressive. Like the, the environments and the world that they build is 
my favorite that I've ever been in in a style like this. It's better than Shovel Knight. It's better than the Messenger. I love it. Like I'm, I'm really into it. So here's the thing. I'm going to say this. I love Katana Zero. It's I haven't thought about this till now. I'm just riffing off the cusp here. It might yeah. be my game of the year candidate right now. It might be my favorite game that I've played this year. Here's the reason Until why. Until you play Pokemon. When I first started playing this game, and I said this last week, right? So I don't want to repeat myself over and over again. But when I first started playing this game, here's what I thought. It's a ninja game, like the messenger, retro bit graphics. It's Jason Lacey. You know, like these hey. aren't games I like. It's not that. It's kind of that. But it's really not. It's like the Matrix. It's like there's like some internal darkness in here. There's some Metal Gear stuff. Like the game gets weird. Mm. I think the character like either sees the future or can manipulate time. There's all this time skip stuff. I'm pretty sure you talk to this girl that doesn't live. There's like some Inception Sixth Sense stuff. Like I I don't know. It, it gets a little Inception. dark. I love Inception. And wacky. Kevin Austin needs to play this game. He won't do that. He loves Eternal Darkness. He and I have rapped about this game forever. He's been talking about, you know, like how he misses games. This game like glitches out on you. There are moments in this game where you can't win. I fought a like fought a guy for two minutes trying to survive only to for you have to lose. Yeah, he needs to play Undertale. There's, there's all kinds of stuff like that in this game. When I beat it, because I didn't quite understand and I'm I'm not even sure that I even truly understand what exactly happened. Um, but when I beat it, I went to go look up things. I was like, I've got to go figure something. Apparently, I missed all kinds of stuff. There's hidden weapons, a secret lab. You there's a missing boss. things in games? No. Oh, come on. Give me a break. It's crazy. And I say all of that to say that the game is fantastic. It is just so, so good. In addition to, like, you remember I said last week, like, how good the game makes you kind of get at it. And it gets really, really hard. Like this, like <laughs> there's like this stronghold keep that you have to go through in like a bunker, and there's just it gets to the point where it gets real crazy. There are people coming at you from every direction, but it's it's good and it's not it's doable. Like clearly, I you beat it. <laughs> oh, thank you. I man, this is Carol giving Donnie I a hard can't time. Win even here. It's my own show. I just got to get hit this too. I might as well just do a show with Dev if I want to get made fun of the entire time. I'm teasing. They like it. But yeah, I really, 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 really love it. I really do. It's so good. And it's because of the story. This story gets so wacky. It's like this government conspiracy thing, but you used to work for the government, I think. Hmm. But you don't remember that you do because you're on drugs. Oh, and, and by the way, it's super mature. Super mature. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of language, um, but in the best way. It's so good in the best way. Okay. I love the little glitchy effects, the little skips. There is this moment where you're talking to your psychiatrist and it glitches out and you're in a room. And you get punched and now you're tied up to a chair. And I'm sitting there like, what the hell just happened? Who's this? Why am I here? Like, there's a lot of that. And I've never, I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that with an indie game. And that's what makes this one stand apart. And when it came out and it was getting all these like really good reviews, I think that's probably the the piece that I never caught on to right. when everybody was playing it two months ago. Because I seriously just thought it was like a really hard Good indie action game. platformer. Yeah. yeah. You're just going to mess and you're just going to go, you know, sword slash your way through it. It's so good. It's so good. I played a little Crayola Scoot. Oh, my God. It was on sale for $3. <laughs> you're not even supposed to pay that for it. 
Oh, man. So let me tell you, Jack loves this game. I have because only played it the first he's session. Eight or nine years old. So we're, we're a Nintendo podcast. Like, I've got kids. Other people have kids. Maybe they want to buy it. But it was $3. I have no idea if it's still on sale or not. But I jumped on it for $3. By the way, last week's sale was bonkers. I got Bastion for $3. You got Transistor for $4. There were so many great games on sale. Bastion looks amazing. I did play the first three levels of Bastion. It looks amazing on Switch. But Cradle of Scoot's fun. It's fun. Here's the thing. It's $3. Everybody makes fun of it. It It's a good game. Like, it runs well. It, the animations are solid. It's not like some framey, blocky, you know, mess. I don't know who developed it. I haven't looked it up that much. Um, but Jack played it all day on Saturday, and I watched him play it. And it's definitely like Tony Hawk. Like, that that's what it is. The only thing that I found myself wishing was I wish I could map the controls. I could not map the controls. So you do your ollie. You do your jump with the right stick. Mm-hmm. So you have to press it down and then press it up to, like, have, like, a big jump. But then also all of your moves are, you know, also mapped to the right stick. So it's just a lot of stick game. moving around. I, I wish I could press a button to jump and then move the stick. <laughs> but that's just a personal issue. But um, it's bright. It's vibrant. It looks good and handheld. It played well. The frame rate seems fine. It's got a lot of, like, overworld stuff to do. There's a lot of challenges to complete. And you've got to beat all the, all the folks. I, I think it shares a save state. Because it didn't matter which profile me or Jack selected, our character and our progress were in both games. So I think it's saved to the game itself, which I thought was interesting. I don't know many Switch games that do that. Outright games. Outright games. They've done anything else? Oh, they do the How to Train Your Dragon games. Hmm. But it is exactly what it looks to be. It's Splatoon and Tony Hawk. And if you do a 360 or a, a wheelie... And you land it perfectly, then you explode, you know, ink everywhere. And you do splat fests and you have challenges and you have speed runs and trick contests and grind contests. But, I mean, considering how terrible Tony Hawk 5 supposedly was and how it's been so long since we've had a Tony Hawk game. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about that. Yeah, if you're jonesing for something like this, this is the best game. I, I mean, we saw in the Nintendo Direct, like, are you waiting for Skate XL? No. We didn't talk about that because, I mean, I, I think the game has shown poorly every time they showed them like i mean i'm all for skating returning but like be good yeah <laughs> like that looks bad so i would just rather a port of tony hawk one through three. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great there, there's one on xbox there's tony hawk hd on xbox and then i played a game speaking of xbox i played a game on xbox that you will love and it's on switch oh and it's the yonder crystal Chronicles. i've heard about that yeah. you've heard about it and we've <laughs> talked about it i played it this weekend while i was waiting for games to download and i actually put in maybe two hours and it's fetch quest the game oh, in beautiful boy. wind waker world stuff nice so you and it's got crafting and it's got material collecting so you go chop the tree down you get the wood you go break the rock you get the rocks you come back you build a farm That's my game you, you, you put the cattle down you put the farmhouse you put down the trough then you go collect your your animals you bring them back to your farm oh, your farm creates no. something you take it to another person right. they give you something else you go build the docks you see what i'm saying it's just you just keep getting quest after quest after quest i'll write and it it's, down and it's wind waker like it looks like wind waker i've seen yeah i know what you're talking about stylistically yes and uh, after my two hours of playing, I, I felt like I i don't know if I'll ever play it again. <laughs> you call and it Yonder Crystal Chronicles. It's Yonder the Cloud Catcher Chronicles, uh, Donnie. Sorry. I don't know why I said that. I was writing this down today. But yeah. Final Fantasy. That's it. Whatever it is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's where it came from. Yeah, Yonder the Cloud, whatever. I've seen Yonder stuff, though, so. Hashtag Caro Game. Great. You're going to love it. You're going to love it's it. It's adorable. And I, I did like what I've seen. It's just, 
I probably want to play that on Steam, to be quite honest. Yeah, I have no idea how it runs on Switch. Sorry, I'm not going to. So I got this game from Sean Capri, who's in the chat. Nice. I donated to his fundraising effort. And uh, oh, yeah. Luke gave me the choice of a few games. And this one, I remember you know, I remembered seeing it and, and you're, you know, somewhat interest. So I was like, sure, give me that one. And me and Kevin can play it. And I just booted it up and played it. And after 15 minutes, I was like, everyone's going to love this game. Yeah. It's, it's good, too. Game. It looks good. Runs well. Like, it's good. Got all that kind of stuff in there. All right. Moving on. Let's get into our news block because we've got a lot of it. Caroline, it looks like Overwatch is coming to the Nintendo Switch. I can't play this game. Can't. I can't. With WoW Classic back, like there's... Mm, I got you. Yeah, there's just no way. Doing multiple MMOs is a bad, bad idea. We get this news from Amazon, which listed a Power A... Power A Switch case, mm-hmm. the logo and everything, officially branded. I mean, that if that's not like an official leak, I don't know what it is. Like the game's coming. Yeah. Um, we've heard for a while that Blizzard's been trying to make it happen. It's been like a long rumored thing. A lot of folks have kind of linked to it. I'm not the guy. No. I, I, I've never played Overwatch. I don't have the interest. I've avoided it's, it. I've avoided it's that it. loop shooter team thing and uh, not really my game. It's basically but. a TF2 game. TF2... Yeah. Paladins is kind of an Overwatch ripoff, you know, in that first-person shooter group kind of game. But I do understand how important it is as a game, like how just oh, you know, sure. like all of the esports play it, all the competitions mm-hmm. play it. It's a huge. It might be, might be a game of a like of the generation candidate. It's a huge deal. So I mean, I think it's exciting news that they're having it, but we'll, we'll, we still have to see how does it run, what does it look like. You know, yeah. we could be in Witcher-like territory here, but. Just because Overwatch on Switch isn't for me, it doesn't mean people shouldn't be excited about it. In fact, we have a person on the team. Yes, I'm talking about Kyle. The Kyle over there from Board of Video Games, who's a huge Overwatch fan. So instead of me trying to act like I'm excited about playing a game that I've never played before, I thought it would be best if we threw it to our Board with Video Games correspondent, Kyle Tell us why Switch fans should be excited about Overwatch on Switch. Thanks, Donnie. This is Nintendo Shack and PSVG Overwatch correspondent Kyle Hyman coming to you live from the bottom of the well on Elios. Which, if this is a Nintendo podcast, that might not mean a whole lot to you. But never fear! Because thanks to a recent Amazon leak for an Overwatch-themed Switch case, it's looking like Nintendo Switch users will soon know the joy of getting Arissa halted, Hog hooked, or Lucio booped into the well on Elios because it looks like Overwatch is coming to Switch. Overwatch first released back in May of 2016, and while the question of a Switch port has been brought up numerous times to Big Daddy Jeff of the Overwatch team, this is the first strong evidence to indicate the multiplayer hero shooter is coming to Nintendo's wildly popular system. While serious players may balk at whether the Switch can run the game at 60 FPS, I think there are other things to consider here that might be more important to the Nintendo fanbase. Number one, while slightly more adult-oriented than Splatoon, Overwatch would be a pretty natural progression for a lot of players. The focus is on variable player powers and finding your niche. That's essential to Overwatch and is very similar to deciding what implements you're going to use to spread paint in Splatoon. In addition, outside of arcade modes, Overwatch doesn't really focus on team deathmatch or killing the opponent, it's very focused on objective-based game modes similar to Splatoon as well. 
Number two, like Nintendo, Overwatch is all about the characters. Nintendo has some of the most iconic characters in the history of gaming. And while Overwatch characters aren't to that level, they are one of the keys to the success of the game and the community absolutely adores them. And number three, with the Switch Lite right around the corner and Overwatch demanding coordinated team play, this is a great game for families to play together in a multi-switch home. The game is bright, colorful, the characters are mostly over the top and goofy, and there's very, very little violence in the game actually at all because most of your effectiveness is given by sound cues and you see depleting life bars, but there's very little blood splatter or anything like that in the game. Before I sign off though, one intrepid fan asks, quote, obviously Overwatch is a game of the generation candidate and a strong player in the esports world. Do you think we'll ever see an Overwatch team or league play the game or a series using the Nintendo Switch as the platform and why or why not? You know, thank you fan for the wonderful question and what an excellent observation and insight. The Overwatch League is heading into the playoffs this very weekend and the Overwatch World Cup will be this November at BlizzCon. And while pro Overwatch players play on LAN with mouse and keyboard and FPS and refresh rates that far exceed what the Switch can do, there are tier 3 tournaments on other consoles, so this could be a possibility. Also, with the Overwatch League fully realizing their city-based structure next year, meaning teams will be playing their home games in their home markets, Donnie, I expect you to go see at least one Atlanta Rain match, it would seem totally feasible for them to encourage folks to bring their Switches to the arena, jump on some wireless, and play pickup games with others in the crowd while they wait for the pro matches to start. I don't know if this will happen, but it seems like something that can only be done with the power of the Switch. And with that, this is Nintendo Shack and PSVG Overwatch correspondent Kyle Hyman reminding you to always remember, never accept the world as it appears to be, dare to see it for what it could be. Thanks again to correspondent Kyle for providing an excellent Overwatch update and breakdown. Maybe I'll play it. Maybe one day. Maybe when it comes to Switch. Can't wait to see it and hopefully we'll have Kyle back on when it inevitably gets announced in the upcoming Direct. It's very interesting and it's exciting and this news basically lines up with what Nintendo fans have been hoping for for a while and then we're due for a Nintendo Direct. Um, so I did a little research. Basically, I went to Wikipedia and then I looked at Nintendo's website and <laughs> added this up um, because anybody that's out there going, I know the news, I'm leaking it now. Nintendo will do a Direct in September. That's a pretty good bet because they basically have always done a Nintendo Direct in September. Yeah. Actually, every year except for 2015, there has been a Nintendo Direct in September for the history of, of Nintendo Direct. And 2015 was like when they bombed at E3 with the Star Fox stuff. Mm. <laughs> so they're probably so, uh, like, the f- we got nothing. We really got nothing. The first credited direct was in October. So if you don't count the September before that, there have been a direct in 2012, 13, 14, 16, 17, and 18. So okay. it bears to reason that we should have one soon and we should be expecting one soon. And I think it kind of sucks that this news broke like this only yeah, because. Well, I mean, it's if third you're going to leak it, you'd hope that it would leak with like a screenshot or a video of somebody to get something excited. Yeah. You know, somebody see it on a switch or something, a case. You know, like, case is boring. That's a bad way to do it. It's like, oh, no. It's okay. <laughs> That's sad. Um, but yeah, yeah, people are people are looking for it's the Nintendo a big Direct. Deal. We've, we've got all those SKUs that went up in the GameStop system that people are following. There's yep. 
lots of Reddit stuff and all that reset era. So we'll follow it soon. But yeah, I'd imagine we'll get something. I don't know. We were talking about it in the Discord, maybe before Tokyo Game Show. I don't know if that really has all that um, impact on Nintendo or not. I don't know. I don't think I don't think so. Maybe neither do I. No, definitely before Link's Awakening comes out, though. I think before I Switch think that Light would be drops. Wise. Yep, yep, I would agree with you there. The next news story is Caroline Astral Chain releases this Friday, oh, and oh. it is kind of a hit. Yeah, it's got an 88 Metacritic, 88 Open Critic. It's getting a lots of nines and tens. It's getting a lot of people saying it's the best platinum game ever, one of the best Switch games, game of the year contender. People really like this game. Not everybody. But a lot of people do. The majority of folks are landing very positively on Astral Chain. Yep. Is that uh, helping your your hype cycle? Uh, I mean, I'm just I'm waiting for the game to come out. Uh, I've, I'm not going to pick it up at Best Buy like I was doing for everything else. I've, this week has been crazy busy for me, and I'm glad that I kind of put it on the shipping list. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to be playing it this weekend when it comes here. You're going to take time out of WoW? I am. Are you? For sure. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I will be too. I will be too for sure. If I'm not paying attention to this hurricane I mean, stuff. Football too. <sighs> yeah, forgot about football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mario Kart Tour comes out to all mobile players September 25th. Are you excited? No. Finally? No. I couldn't care less. Man, we're we're the we're mobile shift for Carol has I'm the same sailed. way. I couldn't care. I can't do mobile. I just can't. I'm with you. I just didn't think it was very good. Uh, another leak, which has since been confirmed, is that we're getting a Mega Man Zero um, X collection. Does that do much oh, for yeah. you? Oh, yeah. That makes perfect sense, considering they've put yeah. everything else on there. Mm-hmm. And perfect legacy collections so far. Some other news that I had. Switch Lite previews started to go up, so folks have them in hands, and you can watch Game Explain yep. and Kenson and all the YouTubers talk about them. It's not helping some of the, hi- the fact that I want one even more. Ooh, some of the, the highlights that I brought up is a, it does come with a charger, which I didn't think was you know something that we shouldn't expect, but they did release 3DSs without them, so I, I thought know, it was, it was worth like mentioning. The, <laughs> the shell has that matte finish, which you can see. Mm-hmm. But apparently, it kind of has like a texture to it. A lot of people have brought up like how it feels in the hands. Like it, it's got a little bit more grip to it. Okay, might might feel better to hold, which I thought was uh, re- probably the biggest thing. And of course, the D-pad is a big improvement. Everybody talked about right. how much they love having the D-pad. So, Switch Lite, I'm excited. I wish the Pokemon was coming out with all the other ones. I think it sucks oh. that we're gonna wait. It's okay. I mean, like. Time. It's just going to be that much sweeter when you get it with the Pokemon game. Mm, it's going to be so good. Pokemon Masters should be out now. Oh my gosh. I This week this week sucks. Can we talk <laughs> about this week for me for a second? WoW Classic dropped on Monday night. Collection of Mana came out on Tuesday. I finally got mm-hmm. this thing today. Haven't even opened it. Okay. Then this is coming out. And then Astral Chain. And then Football. On top of all of that, I've got to go pick up a car tomorrow and drive all the way up to coming. And then I have to um, do football this weekend. And work, s- work sucked. Work sucked. So. <sighs> I might have to work all weekend if this hurricane stays tracking towards Cat Georgia two. coast. Cat 2 is so, fine. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so Piper and Sean in the chat. I apologize. I'm just not much into mobile. I, I don't do mobile games, but I am going to play Pokemon Masters, Jay says, because I like the Pokemon. See, I, that's why I said the mobile ship has sailed, but the Pokemon Masters thing, 
I almost wish that this was on Switch as some sort of freemium title. Do it, mm-hmm. give it the Pokemon Quest treatment because that, I would sure. really play it there. Um, I just have an obsession with the trainers and the gym leaders, and I've always liked the characters. Yeah. So uh, that's why I've got my statues over there of all of them. I mean, of all the mobile games, I've probably played Fire Emblem Heroes the most of all of like the ones, especially from for Nintendo. Me, for sure, it was Dragalia. Oh, never mind, Pokemon Go. <laughs> But I haven't played, I haven't played nearly as much as you guys have. Right. You know, like I'm not even, even that game that I liked and it was Fire Emblem, I still. I got really maybe. burnt out with mobile games after Disney Magic Kingdoms did me wrong. So I can't tell you that like tomorrow I'm going to rush to play Pokemon Masters. I'm, I'm going to download oh, it. Oh, I'm going to so download it too. I really like that. So my Chromebooks run Android and I can play these games on my Chromebook. I don't sure. even play them on my phone. I sit there with a mouse. And I click through. Well, it, I know? have so. I have BlueStacks, which does the same thing. You just it, oh, okay. it simulates an Android on your computer. There you go. So that's what I'll be doing, and it's just more of a time waster for me than right. anything else. So I won't actually be playing it. Uh, Ashen was announced coming to Nintendo Switch, amongst mm-hmm. other platforms. It's been Xbox exclusive, exclusive that comes out in December, and then today Shovel Knight announced that the King of Cards DLC and the Amiibo will also come out in December. Then they also announced I'll the Showdown game that's coming. It. I think that's wise. And then they announced um, Shovel Knight Dig. Yeah. Which I think is exciting. It looks pretty cool. Uh, it, it's got this uh, 16-bit, more rounded, it's a different art style. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like SteamWorld Dig. Or at least that's that's the approach I took to it when they showed it digging. I mean, it looked like SteamWorld Dig Spelunky. It right. looked like a game like right. that. And I was all for it. So hopefully, you know, we find out more and there's image and form and things. There are tweets going around about these things. but I've had the Shovel Knight it. Amiibo forever pre-ordered since they were announced <laughs> with the king of cards thing in october of 2017 mm-hmm. that's two years and two months you remember we interviewed <laughs> i interviewed them at momocon yeah. and they're like yeah the game comes out this fall that was last year <laughs> that was like last what fall. did they do i don't know they've only got it's amazing they've got to have like two people working on it like in the back just yeah, man, we'll get to it when we get to it. You know. Hopefully, it's amazing. I, I, mm, I mean, I'm kind of over the Shovel Knight thing. Same. In terms I think of they need to reskinning do the different. game, but I will play Shovel Knight Dig just because it's a new thing. Right. But I, I wanted to see the thing that I didn't get from the trailer. Um, talking to Seth about it in the Discord, the thing I didn't get from the trailer that I just assumed it was, like I assumed it was Steamworld Dig with Shovel Knight. Like you would dig down, find stuff, come back up, mm. go further. I don't think that's it. It's more like Splunky. It's like level based. Now um, you'll just I've, get to the goal, and then it'll procedurally, you know, give you a new map. You can do it again. That's a separate game. But if I were to buy Treasure Trove, would I be able to purchase King of Cards DLC on top of that, or is it a completely yes. separate thing? Actually, I think if you get Treasure Trove, it's included. I think. Okay. I thought I thought King of Cards was included in Treasure Trove. I think, uh, like as as somebody who owns it, I I think it's just I get it for free. Okay. I think I could be Just completely wrong. Now they they also announced when it's ready. they have a physical collection with all of them coming. Yeah. So you'd be able to buy them on Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch, of course. Yep. So if you haven't got it yet, you can still buy it physically if you want. But I believe if I've got it, you get all of the stuff. Okay. Okay, Caroline, Disney's Aladdin came out, and you have more to say about this. Oh than my I do, so god! I'm buying this. Number one, we got a physical copy. Um, this is coming to not just the Switch, but it's coming to Xbox, PlayStation 4, and the Switch. This is the Genesis version of Aladdin, which, for those of you guys that played it on the Super Nintendo, uh, the Genesis version is just better. 
I'm just going to throw that out there right now. I've played both of them. <laughs> I prefer the Genesis version, maybe because Genesis was my first version. But anyway, the Aladdin in the Genesis one has a sword. Even the creator, I linked this on here today. This was from an interview from Shinji 2014. Mikami. Yes. The legend. Yes. He said, well, had I not worked on the, you know, Catcon one, I would prefer the Genesis one because he's got a sword. So. We're- I didn't even know Shinji Mikami made this game. And he's like such a, I'm such a big fan of his. Yeah. I I got excited when when E3 came around. I was like, Shinji Mikami's here. And Devin was like, who? I was like, how could you not know who Shinji Mikami is? And they're like Aladdin. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yep. Um, So that and the Lion King are coming together on, uh, I guess, a cartridge. Uh, Mm -hmm. Or you can download it. Uh, Those are definitely probably the two biggest hits that Disney Studios had for video games on the retro 16-bit era. Um, Lion King's hard. It's really hard. Aladdin is difficult, but it's not... Lion King is just punishing. The good thing about this is it's got all sorts of neat things. It's got behind the scenes on how they made the game. So it's like movies yeah, included yeah. on the on the cart. They got all these different like filters that you can put on it. Filters. And all these different rewind, versions. Rewind, save rewind, states. Rewind, which is good. Save states. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is good stuff. You can listen to the music. The in, music library in the Genesis game is incredible. I was more interested in this when I thought it was a. I thought it was a remaster. Like when I when it first because it leaked from the GameStop managers expo, right? Right. And when I first saw tweets that this game is coming, I was like, "Oh, it's going to be like Ducktales. They're going to redo the games." No, no, they're like they're being remade, but for 1080p, they're still old. Like they're right. still true to the original. That that they same are. pixels and stuff. I'm less interested in that then. I'm only as interested as much as maybe Jack or Victoria might be interested in it. And if I can get it for cheap, They're you know, I might get it. Difficult platformers. I don't think my kids are going to like it. You know, my kids. Do yourself a favor and at least listen to the music online somewhere. Okay. Well, I mean, it's only thirty dollars, right? Twenty nine ninety nine for both. Yeah. So that's not that much. I'm sure it'll be. You know, I'm sure I'll get it on sale at fifteen or something. I just, you know, me. My upbringing, which we've covered on PSVG mm-hmm. and then some, I didn't have access to these games. Right. I don't have the nostalgia that so many, you know, SNES and Genesis owners yep. do. So, I mean, I've played the, I played the Lion King. I think I played it on Giant Genesis. I remember playing it and it is hard. I think I made it as far as the Timon and Pumbaa thing, if I can remember. I think it's like my lasting memory. I don't know if I've I ever made, made it. it to that stage. <laughs> but I remember yeah, I that stage. About- I remember the scars level and the opening level and getting there. But yeah, it's, I never finished it. So. It'd be okay. I love Aladdin, and I love the Genesis sound chip. It's fantastic. Are you pre-ordering these? No. Oh, okay. I didn't know like you were like hyped for it, because there was a lot of discussion about this on the internet. Like People are extremely excited oh, for this stuff. These, okay, so I have to just say, for the top three Genesis games that were ever made and developed, Aladdin is the third, okay? Hmm. Most selling Genesis game behind Sonic 1 and 2, I think. Okay. It was big. I mean, I know Disney's huge, and I also don't have that Disney bug you and Kevin, you know, Mo share. So I don't know. Disney games on Disney games from ninety one through like ninety six were good stuff. Good stuff. I'll probably get it. I'll probably get it. Just not at launch. Yeah. All right. So last week we mentioned how many questions we got last week, and it's a good thing we got no questions this week. Nobody has any questions. Okay. <laughs> but last week we got a ton of questions we still have to answer. 
So yeah, I know. let's get into it and let's open up our chat questions direct from you. Caroline Dev wants to know, when will you get a PlayStation? Sooner than you think. That's true. I know the answer to this question. That's what I responded with. I know the answer to this question. So yeah, you'll be surprised, Dev. Backlog Odyssey wants to know, what are our feelings about 50 turn Mario Party games? 50 turns? That like blew me for a loop. I was like, I've never counted turns. <laughs> that's what I, when he, when he asked the question, I was I like, I've never counted turns. Out at like but 20. That sounds like a lot. And that's a really long time as if Mario Party wasn't already long enough. Number but. one, you would have to be really drunk. Number two, you would have to be up all night. Playing with friends. Number three, there had to be a lot of food. That's true. Drinking would help. Drinking would help. Mario Party with friends would be a blast. Yeah. Like four people just drinking, having fun. That'd be great. Okay. Um, This one comes from Kaiju. Have you ever called in sick or taken a vacation for a video game release? And if yes, which ones? I've never called in sick. I've just taken the days off. Um, I've been doing this since... I've been doing this since 2015 when I got really into Nintendo again. It was for a 3DS game. I was not employed when Animal Crossing New Leaf came out. Otherwise, that would have been the first one. I don't remember which game it was, but I mean, wow. yeah, must have been very memorable. Well, I just, I just remember, I just remember it was a Friday and I just was like, I'm just going to take a day off. And ever since I was just kind of, I don't, I get four weeks vacation every year and I kind of don't take them because I'm one of those people that hates to go on vacation because when I come back, I'm going to be even more miserable and more stressed. So if I can miss a day every so often, it's not that big of a deal. Um, so I was planning to do it for Astral Chain, but then I've just gotten so caught up on everything else and it just... The hype wasn't big enough for me. I'm hoping that changes and that I actually, like, absolutely love the game. I did it for Fire Emblem this past, you know, month. Um, I did for Pokemon last year. I did for Smash last year. Anything that's a Friday release that I know that I can get away with a three-day weekend, pretty much going to do it. I think the other reason that I didn't do it this week for Astral Chain is because it's already going to be Labor Day. And I knew that I was going to have a three-day weekend on top of that. And I took off the Friday for Breath of the Wild when you and I met and I, we got our That's switches. True. I took, I like, I didn't take off early that Thursday afternoon. But as soon as work was out, I went right over to GameStop, set up my chair, hung out. We know the rest. I remember. All right. Since, I mean, I've basically done like a rush job over our notes here on the show so far, I can take a little bit of time and tell some of these stories because I've done this a bunch, actually. I think the first... I think the first one I can remember doing this might have been GTA 4 or Gears 3. Wow. I think I, I, I just either... I want to say... And then didn't skip class. This is college, yeah. And then... Um, See, I never skipped school remember, for games. Actually, no. I remember I did it for Skyrim. Skyrim, I totally skipped class so for. So, like, 2012. I was there midnight and played it all night long and through the next day, wow. for sure. I remember that one. I remember Recently, a bunch of. I remember in high school a bunch of guys doing it for Guitar Hero. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I almost don't count the ones back when I was like, you know, before professional employment. 
you know? Right, that's just, just it. I can't for... think of anything that I skipped out on. Like, even Zelda Skyward Sword, I was so excited for that game, but I couldn't play it until after finals were over. It came out, like, yeah, yeah. in late November, and I just had to think and my exit show and my finals, and I wasn't able to play it until I got home. When the PlayStation launched, I skipped class, like, in, in class, mid-class. Like, I came to school, I was doing night classes at the time, and I remember I was in chemistry. I'll never forget it. And I told the teachers, like, I have to leave at 9. And like, why? I was like, I got to go pick up my PlayStation 4. I got to go get in line. I, and uh, they were like, well, class doesn't end until 10. I was like, well, I'm leaving at 9. So figure it out. She, and she gave me a zero for the test. And the thing that uh, she hated was I. she was like, you're going to get a zero for the class or for the test. And I said, well, I have like a 95 and you only weight your test like 6%. So it's, I'm still going to have an A. Like an <laughs> she hated that response. Aww. She was so pissed when it. I told her that. Um, so I, I, call- I went out of... I went out on my lunch break to pick up Mario Kart 8 Wii U Deluxe Edition the day it dropped. But I only picked it up on my lunch break, and then I played it that that evening. Thanks. Wii U was not. I, 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 I did the Wii U launch day, but was that Friday? I don't remember. I got mine. I think it was. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I called out. A, I, I, I took a vacation day to go pick up, and I kept Victoria out of school. To go pick up the Wii. Yeah, see, that's the thing that I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be taking the kids out of school. I'm going to be cool. I I took Jack. I kept Jack out of school when Pokemon Sun Moon launched. And we went and got the games. You remember that? We took pictures. What about the Switch? And we went and got the games and came home and played them. We did that for sure. I did it. Um, Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I've done it. I did a half day on the Switch Switch. launch. I did a half day on the the Switch launch. Just a half day? I I mean, I left work at 12 to get down there, you know, before the midnight release oh yeah yeah. i was down there at the store at like 1 30 and then i left and went got like lunch and went and see and came back that's right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i've done it a bunch um i called out i mean I, I kept out of work for the last of us when the last of us 2 comes i will take off of work when zelda you know dropped when we picked up the switch i took two weeks off i was off for two weeks after the switch i should launch. have taken off this whole week and I specifically set it up, like I set up my spring vacation for that. Mm-hmm. And my boss lost his mind. He was like, why Why are you taking a time off to go? He's like, you, this is vacation for your family. I was like, this is my vacation time and I'm going to spend it playing Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Now, we did stuff. I remember right. most took off and we went and got lunch every day and stuff. But yeah, I mainly took vacation to sit down and play the newest Zelda game unopposed. I will do the same thing whenever The Last of Us 2 gets dated. If I can, I'll have at least a week off because I don't want to be bothered. I just want to go pick up the game and come home and play it and not be touched until I finish it. So cool. I'll do that too. But I mean, I feel like, I don't know, does it make you like a bad person? If you like skip out, of, you need something to skip out of work I, every now and again. Well, that's just it. I save, I have, I can only carry over 40 hours at the end of every year. So I really have to take everything like around Christmas because I've just sat on my hours. So I'm going to do it again for Link's Awakening. I'm going to do it for Luigi's Mansion. And I'm going to do it for Pokemon. So look forward sure. to that. Yeah, yeah. And I think as I was here and watched, watched Sean Capri in the chat talk about he's going to take uh, Link out of school for Link's Awakening. And then uh, I really do love some of these moments that I've had with my kids. It's like when the Wii U launched, 
Kept Victoria out of school. We went to IHOP. We have like this huge breakfast. We have all these pictures. Mikey gave her the best story ever. Like he opened the store before the store opened. We were the only people there apparently. That was not like the switch launch. Yeah. But uh, he opened the store an hour early and like he closed the gate behind her. He just made it feel like super special. That's so cute. We were there to get Mike is great because he knew he's going to be an amazing dad. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I every time when I kept Jack out, we went and got breakfast before the Pokemon launch because he got the Pokemon 3DS, got the Pokemon Sun. So yeah, we went and we did all that. We were there waiting in line, waiting for them to open. We did the same thing. Actually, we did the same thing with Let's Go. We did the exact same. We were there. I kept out of school last year yeah, for Let's Go. I did it for us. And we were there year. waiting in line. So yeah, we'll, we'll do the same thing. Um, I don't know if I'll keep them out of school. I'm not planning on it. I don't think I'll keep them out of school for this one. Um, I probably won't go you know, get it right away either. I'll probably get it on my way home from work. The difference between we were getting a system that day, but also like Pokemon, these November releases, that's his birthday. Yeah. So it usually lines right up with his birthday. So it's, it's an easy one for me to get by. Yeah. Okay. This one comes from Shellshock Prime. Who is the biggest game developer personality you would want to interview for the show? Go ahead. Uh, uh, oh, I'm I'm having to think about it. Okay. I'm having to think um, about it. It's man, just ironic. So this, this, this is such a great question. It is somewhat ironic. And the reason we held it for this one is that next week we should have a guest on that I'm very excited to, to, to have on our show. Uh, I'm still not going to tell anybody who it is. <laughs> I, I don't want to seem like I'm teasing this too much. Do you think I'm – am I creating too much hype? Like I haven't really tweeted about it. I'm not really – I think know, you're not making it big enough. So that's what Dev told me. Dev was like, Donnie, this is huge. You should be. But here's the thing. This guy's very busy. I'm still somewhat concerned. He may not. Like, he might not show. Like, so I don't want to like tell who it is, but I, I'm, I'm excited. And if you had told me three, four, I don't know how long we've been doing this. If you told me when we started this, that I would get the chance to have this person come on my show. You know, like this is insane. Like this is such a, a, a cool moment, I guess, for us as a podcast for Nintendo Shack. Um, for PSVG, yeah, just it's a as big a deal. thing. But like when Donnie, when Donnie told me, I was, I said, "Excuse me." <laughs> Personally, for me, this is a big deal because it's somebody that uh, I don't want to give it away. It's somebody I've. He lives followed. in California. Don't, don't now you're giving away. Uh, yeah, it's somebody I've. It's somebody I've known for not known, but somebody I've followed for many years, and uh, heard him say many things. So I'm, I'm very, very excited. Um, Rebecca wants to know when we'll find out. You probably won't find out then until the show comes out because next week we won't be live because of the guests, because of everything we're going into it. Like we won't be live. We're recording off time. We'll record privately. I'm probably going to spend way too much time trying to edit it and make it sound as good as I can. Kevin will be here. And then we will put it out and uh, we'll just put it out. And uh, once we get it all recorded and everything, then I'll hype it out a little bit more at least because I'm very excited. Now, the question in itself is also somewhat nostalgic for me because PSVG has been so such a wonderful exercise like in life, like just a little hobby to have because PSVG has afforded me to meet Troy Baker and Nolan North and Suda51, mm-hmm. people that I never would have thought of, people that I, you know, I've read about magazines and websites and stuff for decades. Right. So to be able to do some of that stuff with PSVG has been insane. And uh, even on the show, we've had so many people come through the show. Personally, this is going to sound dumb because a lot of people probably don't know who she is. The one person I'd really like to have on our show is Audrey Drake. I know 
who used to be the co-host of Nintendo Voice Chat. Mm -hmm. Because it was her and Rich George, and if I could have them both, it'd be great. Because it was both of them. I used to love Nintendo. I mean, I still listen to Nintendo Voice Chat. I think all Nintendo fans do um, at some point. Mm -hmm. But it was their version of Nintendo Voice Chat that I think really got me into podcasts. Like, they were the first. I think for a lot of people, like, Greg and Colin might be their version of that. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody has that, you know, like, kind of that one. I think Married to the Games has done that for a lot of people. Rich and Audrey were were the ones. That's why I always say the greetings couplings, and I would love to to at least tell them that and have them on a show. I kind of think that a lot of what I do with Nintendo Shack is trying to replicate that, even subconsciously. You know, I still I've always thought like we should always have a girl, we should have a guy. Like having you, I've always been kind of this is how a Nintendo show should be, and me trying to make that happen. Okay. So, um, I think that's that's who I would go with if I could have anybody on the show. All of the people that I we would need a translator because they would be Japanese. And I, so I mean, the easy answer is that I'm, you know, I can hear Kevin typing in Discord tomorrow. The easy answer before like, that happens is, of course, I'd like to have Miyamoto and Anuma. Right. I'm, you know, I think everybody knows that everybody would love to interview any of those sure. people. So I'm trying to reach out of the box a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. You don't have any names? Matt Boson. Let's talk about that. This happened okay. at the end of Shaq last week. Ooh, I yeah, forgot yeah, to yeah, say yeah. this. Get excited. I forgot to say this. So you guys know that I love Shantae. And I've been putting together um, these little Karagumin kits. This is the Roddy Tops one, by the way. And I put Shantae and Roddy Tops together. And Risky Boots is slated to come out actually on the 30th, Friday. And <laughs> they have this thing where if you pre-ordered, you got... Uh, exclusive keychain of Risky and you were entered to possibly get one of 15 signed by Matt Bozon, the creator of Shantae, boxes of your figurine. Well, wouldn't you know, as soon as we get off Shaq, I check my email and it's like, congratulations, you're one of the 15. I lost my mind. So Matt Bozon, who created Shantae, um, just what he's been through with WayForward. He's pretty much like the owner of WayForward right now. Um, they're a, they're a great in, uh, studio indie-ish. Yeah, but I think they're like onto bigger and better things than just yeah. the indie stuff. Could have happened to a bigger fan. I mean, I, I like Shantae, but my Shantae fandom doesn't pales in comparison. I was so excited. Yeah, and you should be because, like I said, they couldn't have they couldn't have picked. I, I, I honestly want to say it wasn't even random. They saw you came through, and they saw you on their Twitter. They probably see eighteen of your photos and notifications, and they're like, "They Just told give me this that girl. I did a good job on my my things that I put together." Of course, they of course they did. did. Yeah, you, you're most deserving, most deserving. Mm. So that's good. That's good. You want to do, like Bill Trinan? Oh, Bill so would many be fantastic. Nintendo personalities. Yeah, Reggie. Reggie, Bill. Uh, I'd love to interview Reggie now. I actually, if you'd asked fun. me a year ago, I probably wouldn't because, you know, if employed by Nintendo, Reggie's going to mm-hmm. be somewhat. Charles Martinet would be a good one. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just have him do voices the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. The people that created Golf Story, <laughs> whoever they are. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever their names are. Find these people. We should have them. <laughs> Anybody from Camelot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like yeah. Sam and. Um, Chico from Treehouse 2. I think that would be mm-hmm. good. Yeah, be good stuff. Okay, so Skinny Matt asks, everyone is excited about the not-so-secret SNES games that are coming to Switch Online. 
I'm not as excited because I'm concerned that what the library will offer, the NES versions or releases just aren't that good. I th- what do you think? I think that the NES was more of, um, they were trying to get out your black box titles, which were basically just sports games. And they didn't really have as many franchises at that point. So the NES was kind of them developing their franchises. They got their Mario out there. They got their Zelda out there and stuff. And so the SNES was kind of capitalizing on all of that. Point is, uh, they probably, those titles that were more concrete were on the Super Nintendo and less for the NES where they were more of like, I don't want to say an experiment, but the NES had a bigger library with more random games like, oh, me and my kids, we want to play baseball on the on the television, you know, something like that. But once video games in the household became more prevalent and they got to know these characters, then they started coming out and exclusively to the Super Does that make any sense? Am I just rambling? Yeah. So, no, no, so I, f- I feel like they're going to the library is going to be a lot better because more games from the Super Nintendo were based on franchises in Nintendo as opposed to golf or pinball, kung Pro fu, wrestling. oh god, stuff like that. So I talked about this with Matt in the Discord quite a bit. So just to recapture some of the thoughts, I mean, I thought it was pretty evident and clear that he's really just asking that he, he kind of wishes that he had Virtual Console back. <laughs> and I think that the issue with that, the reason why it's not coming back and the reason why it won't be as good is because Virtual Console proved to so many of these publishers that their back catalog has significant value. Absolutely. Not, not minor value, significant value. So... Before, you know, it was easy to take, you know, a couple bucks payment from Nintendo to put your game on their service. Now you can release those games yourself in a Street Fighter collection, a Castlevania collection, Aladdin and the Lion King. We're seeing this all over the place. Mm -hmm. Arcade archives, all this. Everybody's re-releasing these old games because people have, they have value. People want to collect them. They want to play them. So cut out the middleman. You know, I'm sure Nintendo wasn't just giving them all of the money, right? So why partner with them? Mm -hmm. So. I think that takes a huge chunk out of the library that people want. You know, so when you think about like these old games, a lot of people are thinking these third party games, licensed games, sports games, Chrono Cross, you know, Final Fantasy, like those aren't Nintendo's games. Nope. So I'm sure they will find some strategic partnerships when these SNES games come to Switch Online. I'm sure they'll find, you know, room to have a big hit third party game in there, here and there. Yep. But it will primarily be. Nintendo first party stuff because they have it. It costs nothing for them. And, and, it, and, and it's great. It's great content. Sure. You know, like, who doesn't want to play Link to the Past? Like it's Super Mario World. Right. Like these are amazing games. And they are I generally understand. longer than the NES titles were. Uh, just the like amount of time that you put into them. I'm just looking at my list, trying to give you a idea of what you could get. I'm sorry, I got corrected. Uh, Jay says Chrono Cross was PlayStation. I was thinking Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger. Yeah, so, I know what yeah, you yeah, meant. Yeah. You got the Thank Donkey you. Kong Country games, even though, like, mm, that's Nintendo property, even though it was produced by Rare or developed by Rare. Um, Kirby Superstar, Kirby's Dreamland 3. Yeah, Dream Course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, we're going to get a ton of games. Oh, yeah. So they'll, they'll be there. And, like, you'll get everything on the SNES Mini and, and then some extras. But yep. We're not going to get NBA Jam or any of that stuff. You know, we're not going to get any of the third party stuff that has real value outside of that because they'll just re-release it as their own shop, I think. 
I think. So I think that has a big part of it. And I think a lot of this comes from, you know, our age, the collector's market with all of these people our age, especially folks that had access to the earlier stuff, not yeah. necessarily me, that are nostalgic and they want it and it's getting hard to find and it's getting expensive. So they're looking for a digital alternative. Yep. And that was virtual console. That's one of the amazing things about the Wii. If you wanted it, you should have got it while you could. Like, go get a Wii U you can still do it before Wii, it's Wii too late. Yep. You know, go get go and go buy some games. You're going to have to because we're not going to have it again. Like, this idea we're going to sign into an eShop and have all of our old games be available for us to purchase. Mm-hmm. They're not going to, like, that's yep. not how it's going to work. So either start collecting for real like Caroline or you start collecting Please like me don't. digitally. I've already got enough competition. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, or you just get some ROMs. There's only you know? so many carts. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. But thank you for asking the question, Matt. Ryan, Ryan Black, I believe, yeah, oh. from, from Nintendo Nostalgia. We've heard from him. we got to have him come over to the mm-hmm. show in a bit. He says, my how technology has evolved. Digital is everywhere, but physical media still persists. Today, you can instantly download entire albums, but it always wasn't that easy. Video game soundtracks were so hard to come by. What's the number one video game soundtrack you wish you had growing up? Man, any of those Genesis chip tunes. Oh, the Genesis sound chip was just a miracle by God. Is it? I just listened to those <laughs> things in my ears. Bass boosted, you know? So good. Uh, like I said, the Aladdin soundtrack is phenomenal. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. This is, a, this is a super nerd, nerd thing for Caro. There was a floppy day, disc game. 1993, I think, called Gizmos and Gadgets. It was kind of like, it was made by the learning company. So it was kind of a scientific making thing where you're traveling through these warehouses. One was automotive, one was aircraft, and one was like drag racing. Mm-hmm. The, the tunes in that were the bomb. I found this person on YouTube that actually uploaded them, pumped through PC speakers, like the old PC speakers. We're talking like from Windows 3.1, where they have like that actual like chip sound to it, and they've re-recorded it through their computer. It's one of the most amazing things you could ever hear. Just stuff like that. I have a nostalgia for chip tunes that I listened to growing up. I think they do too. And that was the first thing I was going to say is how connected they are to music. I remember that when I went on their Mm -hmm. show, like they're, they're so like, it's entwined in them, the music of every game. Um, They keep bringing it up. It's almost like how they remember things. It was one of the things I picked up and noticed. Listen, this is how, this is how crazy me and these two guys that I met at college were. We came up with a Nintendo, (laughs) a Nintendo uh, spreadsheet of songs wow based off no 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 of songs based off of uh themes and games so we had one that was all winter theme all one that were like all jungle themed uh just we went through all of these games in our heads and made a list like a catalog of yeah you categorized them mm-hmm. i'll have to find that that spreadsheet still exists on google somewhere <laughs> i'm sure it does <laughs> But I mean, I color coded it and everything. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm did. big into that kind of stuff. I I can't say that I am, and it's not that I don't like music. But I I, I was thinking about this question. 
There are soundtracks that I definitely enjoy when I'm playing a game, but I don't necessarily always listen to them when I'm not playing the game. That makes sense. (laughs) It's not until so many of these soundtracks became what I would call like music that I actually ever really started dabbling into it. It's definitely something I do more now than I did back then. I never listened to a soundtrack like on my MP3 player or a burnt CD or a tape or anything back then. Right. You know, it wasn't until really what he's talking about now, like Google Play Music and stuff where I had this stuff available to me. So a lot of the soundtracks that I have, like I really love Ori and the Blind Forest soundtrack. I think it's one of the best of, I have it. I bought it. I did the same thing for Destiny 2 soundtrack. I think it's incredible. Um, But I want to say I didn't really start paying attention to to music like outside of like bringing video game music outside of video games until Ocarina of Time maybe. Mm. And uh, especially all the orchestral stuff that we got around Skyward Sword. That's when I was like, okay, now this is like music, not just in game music, but music that I'm going to, I want to keep with me. Right. I'll listen to it in the car type of music. Uh, I never really had that with any other games, but especially not the, the, the old ones like chiptunes and stuff like that. But I, I have, I still listen to, you know, Donkey Kong or like Mario three or Super Mario world. I'll listen to their themes and stuff. Uh, on YouTube. I think YouTube has been a big part of this because you can ring it up. I mean, because I don't know, because I didn't have it. I mean, could you buy this stuff back then? Like 1995? Could you have no a soundtrack? Way. There wasn't yeah, I didn't think so. I don't think the first soundtrack I owned was the Club Nintendo soundtrack of Ocarina of Time when it came out in like 2010. But it was a mm-hmm. reward, you know? And now I do buy soundtracks, obviously. Uh, sure. Because they're they're available. But yeah, that would be something that I would be all into is if they release soundtracks. Shantae is another one that's done it well. They came out. Good one. Well, they came out with the original Game Boy one on vinyl and CD. I think the creator of the Shantae music has made his music for the game readily available on his website for download for anybody. Sure. So I think something like that, you know, is I, I collect CDs, so. I'll buy it from you guys. One of my favorite things that I that I have enjoyed over the years, especially modern years, is I, I like discovering new music via video games. Same. I found so many bands that I like because of Guitar Hero mm-hmm. Rock Band or Life is Strange is a huge one for me. It's one of the – actually, every episode of Life is Strange that comes out, the first thing I do after I buy it is go download and go look at the, the track list yeah. because whoever curates their music, he or she or and I – are on a similar wavelength. Like, I love all the music that they pick out for the game. Yeah. So they could just add songs to my Google Play library for me. It'd be fantastic. Nice. So uh, Forza is another one of the games mm-hmm. that, like, they have all these different oh, soundtracks. Oh, SSX for and- me was, you know, just the, the curation of songs for that genre yeah. was great. Tony Hawk? Yeah. Driving That's around, like, it. GTA? Just, that was more of a – that was not more music developed for games. And I understand that. Sure, sure. Um but the no, mu- no, I'm kind music of from bands of that were curated for those kinds of games were mm-hmm. amazing. They stick with me. Like, I remember songs that I'm playing while I'm mm-hmm. playing the game. And, uh, yeah. So, <sighs> last question we had, we actually had from Sean Capri in the chat. At what point do oh. you retire a game from your backlog and decide you simply will never get around to it? And what was that last game? Oh, my God. I've got games that I haven't played from 2010 in my Steam. So, and you still think you're going to – I think everybody has. That's just Steam. Steam comes like that. When you download Steam, it comes with 20 games you'll never play. No, these are ones that I bought. Um, I, I don't know, dude. That's a <laughs> that's a question that it's just there's there's way too many, unfortunately. Mm, that's a good question. I'm trying to think about it. 
because I, I mean, I have a lot of games and I have a lot of games that I play, especially, I mean, I don't know if you count games like Game Pass and stuff like that. Nope. I have so many instant collection stuff that, you know, I, I'll either dabble with or I'll never finish. Yeah. Typically when I buy a game and I'm excited about a game, I would say typically I play it either until I'm finished with it or until it's in completion, mm-hmm. you know? Having like knowing which one's off the top of my head, I, f- I feel like hard because I mean I just finished, you know, Katana Zero and Devil May Cry, so it's it's not like I, I don't finish games. I, I think I finish a lot of them. Here's another thing, Sean. I buy games just to put them on my shelf. Doesn't necessarily mean I will play yeah. So them. this is a better question for you than me because I'll get rid of games. Like once games sitting around for a while, I'll just get rid of it. I mean, there's NES titles up here right now. I don't keep games I don't play unless they're digital. Like if they're on the box, I'll you know obviously, but. If I have games that are physical, I'm not keeping them. If I'm, I'm never going to play ice hockey for the NES. And Sean says, maybe that's the answer to the problem. We never retire games. And this is why our backlogs overflow. Yeah. I mean, I think I just move on from games. So I'm sure like if I actually, you know, had time to prepare for this, I'm sure I could yeah. give you a list of games. I never finished that somewhere in my mind. I think I will, but probably I'm still not. working on fire emblem. It's very, very documented. It's well documented here at PSVG how yeah. fast I will move on from a game compared to everybody else on the team. I will move on so You're fast. You're a gaming so. slut. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's no slut shaming in the Nintendo Shack. Don't be doing that. I'm just saying. You're the one that said I'll, it. That's true. So. You move around. Yeah. I want to say maybe like Persona. Persona is one that sticks with me. I still have it. <laughs> like I have that game. I won't play it again because I know how daunting it is because I, you know, I realize it takes me two hours, 200 hours to beat it. And I keep buying more games and more games. But somewhere deep inside of me, I'm like, I'm going to pick it back up. I'm going to pick right back where I left off in June and I'm going to keep going. I'm not. I'm probably not. Never will. But I still have it. I haven't traded that one in yet. I haven't given it away yet. But uh, I'm trying to think. Spider-Man and Gears and God of War. Like I got through all those. Like the ones that I keep, the games that I have on my shelf, I've beaten. I don't keep games I haven't beaten. And if I do, I usually throw them in our giveaway or something like that. Like I, I move them. I'll hey, trade them in. Else. I'll get rid of them. Like Yakuza. I bought Yakuza one in to get into it mm-hmm. and played it for an hour. I was like, this is not for me. And we couldn't give that game away. It was in the Patreon box for six months. Wow. I, like, just, I just traded it. I was like, just somebody take this game. So I don't know. It's a tough question. Tough question. I got too many. <sighs> okay. That'll do it for for this week's show. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. Give us a listen. I'm sorry. I was just want to say I'm sorry. I should have been more prepared. I feel bad because I, I, re- I look at our notes and I feel like I rushed everything. And I also feel like I should have had Kyle's stuff in here because he he did that for us. Yeah. And I'm going to put it in here by the time it goes out. But Caroline knows we have a hurricane coming up the coast. I, like I just this got home. I ran crazy. downstairs. I turned on the stream. You know, like so I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants here. And uh, I usually do better. So I apologize. I think you did and we'll fine. Do next I think week. you did fine. I am just... This whole week is just, man. That Kyle thing, like, it, that's gonna that's gonna eat at me Aww. all night because I knew it because I had it there and I had all and it's all like produced. Mm-hmm. I had it all set up and I completely forgot about it and I'm gonna feel bad. Mm-hmm. So Kyle, um, you're not on the live stream, but you are on the podcast. Yeah. So just so you know, I'm not I'm not hiding it from you. I'm not even gonna edit this out. This is going out with the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot you on the live show, but you will be there in the podcast. So uh, and 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 guys. Hopefully next week. I hope you get excited. Um, I'm excited. It's a big deal. Can't wait to ask this person some questions that I, I I think I've always wanted to ask them. I think it's it's a great like staple for the Nintendo Shack in terms of you know how far we've come. Yeah. And uh, going forward, and I hope you guys like it. I hope this is a person that you guys are familiar with, will enjoy, 
And uh, maybe you will feel like I feel. How in the world did he <laughs> come on the Nintendo right? show? Like, this is crazy. It's kind of nuts. I'm, crazy. I'm very excited. It's been a lot of a lot of work has gone into this one, and uh, it's going to. I don't know if it's going to kick off, but I'll say it's going to kick off. It should kick off PSVG September two. Remember. <laughs> So if you're not already supporting us over there at patreon.com slash PSVG, maybe give it a chance because we've got all kinds of announcements, not just us. Nintendo Shack, we, we're, we're bringing the guns. We ain't the only person bringing guns. Kevin's PSVG. got some things in the works. Yeah, I've heard that there's a show that's going to be dropping that, that hasn't been around for a while. Mm. I know there's two or three guests coming around. There's a new patron thing that's going to come out that hasn't been announced yet. Like there's things happening in September. We've all kind of gathered around and we've all kind of come up with the different ideas for different shows and kind of how how we want to do this and uh, i hope you really enjoy it shack's 100 episode is coming through <gasps> board of video games 100 episodes coming through we may or may not be doing some sort of shack reunion type of deal I, I i do want to say this now while next week's guest will probably overshadow the other we have another guest coming too we do you know i keep i keep talking about this one guest we have another guest um who i followed for a long time and she's fantastic i can't wait to have her come on the show too and talk about a very special game that's dropping in september so we got a lot of things in the works yep. uh, a lot of things so just give me a break on this one <laughs> with a lot of effort I've been put into the ones coming next week and the week after and the week after so We're tired. that'll do it and uh let's get out of here caroline uh let you get back to your wow and I will get back to editing this and DLC. Yep. Hopefully getting this out in time. And we will see you next week, Scooplings. Bye. Not live, though. Remember, not live. No. <laughs> live. No. <laughs> no live show. But we will see you next week, hopefully on time, with a very special episode of Nintendo Shack. Bye. Whenever you're ready. All right. This is Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening. And I forgot the line already. What? <laughs> has been a production of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. Find more great content at PlaySomeVideoGames.com